Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. My name is Ashton. Hey guys. I thought you were going to sing then at the beginning. I did a little bit. Welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. Welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. How are you? I'm okay. Just dancing? Yeah. Peter, how are you? I'm alright. Not dancing? Nope. Never. How are you, Ben? I'm fine. Not dancing. Not dancing. I sound a little bit healthier this time. Actually. I do, yeah. I'm really happy for you. She does. Every day I come in and Ben goes, so what sniffles? She goes, no. <laughs> and I'm every like, so often I hear. Yeah, I do have the sniffles. It's not going away. It's really just hanging out in my throat. Just nice. this like. There's a party. Flagging. And you're only invited if you are a sniffle. Yeah, exactly. A sniffle party. Mm. Well, this... So if I do a sniff. I apologize. <laughs> Love the eye roll. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry. <laughs> it's mainly Sorry, the, the eye roll was mainly aimed at Ben, who, I wasn't who, even who just subtly goes, you got sniffles. Got sniffles Every time then. I do a little sniff, sniffles because then. I'm trying not it's to It's my way of checking choke. in. I'm not taking the Michael. Obviously, you're taking the Michael. I'm not taking the Michael. Most I'm people just... would say, how are you feeling today? <laughs> oh, I've still got the sniffles. <laughs> I don't say it in that tone of voice. I then slam my fist down and go, got the sniffles, <laughs> ah, huh? Yes. Ah, that's not what mm. I do. I do. So I'm still got the sniffles. Yes. Yeah, I still got the sniffles. I do still really have the sniffles. Sad and sniffling. It's been like two weeks now. And yet mm. she soldiers on. Usually by that point, you, it would be recommended that you go to your Jeep. Yeah, they would say actually. Yeah, but I've not consult got consult a four by four motor vehicle yes. if you've had a cold for two. I've not got a cough though. Mm. Anymore. Just got the sniffles, haven't Just you? Just got sniffles. Got those sniffles, huh? Just a bit bunged up, that's all. Bunged up. Bunged this isn't up. a podcast about sniffles. It's actually a video game podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. There are so many video games coming out at the moment. It's a very exciting time to be playing and enjoying video games. And we're going to talk about some of them this week. Oh. But first, we need to talk about our very real video game sponsor. We have one each and every week. It's a video game adjacent company. And they give us money to promote them, which is just so flipping nice of them. Yes. Ashton's got the read there. Um, before I start, I have a question for you both. Oh, yeah. Do you guys both know what Call of Duty is? I've heard of it. No. Oh. It's a video game. What's that? <laughs> well, um, it's like a ball game, but on the on the computer or console. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Rad. Um, so Call of Duty released a game this week. Don't know if you heard about this. Mm. Um, Call of Duty Vanguard. Heard about it? No, not really. Well, war can be pretty dangerous. Can um, it? Yeah, I don't know if you've sort of, <laughs> if you know sort of this. the point of it, really. I yeah, suppose. and um, you need like lots of safety gear mm. to survive war. You know, like 
helmet. To vibe war, did you survive. say? Okay. Survive. War. To survive war. To survive. To survive in war. Mm. Yeah, helmets and like Kevlar, maybe Kevin some boots, um, yeah, maybe boots. some knee, pa- knee pads. Knee pads. Well, Call of Duty brought out a specific um, branded piece of like armor. Yes, Ashton. Mm. Uh, and it's the Call of Duty mouth guard. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, make sure that your mouth is safe during all dangerous war activities. Such a long run up. Call of it? Duty mouth you guard. Lose, really got such a running start. You lose a tooth in war, would <laughs> no, you? That'd no. You'd look, you'd look foolish. You may be dead, you? but you've still got your nice grenades? smile. Exactly. Maybe that's how you pulled your teeth out in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Got to be so careful. It's important you use your Call of Duty mouth guard. Brilliant. Where can I buy it? You can't. It's not real. Oh, oh for God's sake. Every time you what get us. my precious teeth? <laughs> it okay. is wartime. <laughs> uh, no, we're not sponsored by Call of Duty mouth guard. We're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as one dollar per month you too can submit questions to this podcast there's loads of tiers available this week if you're at the five dollar tier you get weirdest games ever the second episode a week before everyone else because it goes out next week and you also get worst games ever two days early that's it it's a it's a double week Mm. it happens sometimes in the schedule not every month but it does happen sometimes it'll it'll double up so it's very exciting and if you support us at five dollars you get all that but we have loads of other tiers as well Please do consider supporting us there if you can. It's time for question one. Yay! It's from Alexander Cromwell of the... Um, Cancel Christmas Cromwells. Well, yes, okay. Or, you know, the, the English Civil War dynasty. Do you guys want to know something same, fun about same that? Same guy. I grew up in the town next to where Oliver Cromwell was born. That's weird. Cause... And also, um, my school... <laughs> Yeah. Shut up, <laughs> Yes. Also, your school. My school was um, where he fought with his uncle, Oliver Cromwell. Um, his and... uncle was called Oliver Cromwell yeah, as well. He well. was, yeah. And they had a fight. About wow. some That's weird. Yes. Because uh, I grew up in a village near where one of his most famous battles took place. And like all of the roads and houses and stuff all around my house were called like Cromwell. Mm. Manor and yeah. stuff like that. We've got know? a school called Cromwell, and there's a there's a statue of him in the town centre. Oh. That's weird that he would be celebrated. Well, <laughs> there we are. Alexander Cromwell, yes, off yeah. of the Oliver Cromwells, mm-hmm. yes. says, "Dear Bap, what's your opinion on pro controllers and or third party controllers? Do you prefer them over standard ones?" Mm. Thank you, Alexander. No, I don't prefer them. Over standard ones, I'd much rather just use a standard <laughs> controller. No. no, no, and know what I'm getting. Know that it's it's just it's just probably going to last a reasonable amount of time. Have a decent warranty. It's going to feel normal for me and other people if they come around to my house or if I go around to someone else's house and use one of their normal controllers. You know, I don't want to like start feeling like, oh, it doesn't have the turbo button on the back. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> the new controllers for the new consoles, at least certainly on PS5, they update as well. Mm. Yeah. So they have, they have firmwares that you firmware, need to keep, true. Them, keep them spick and span. Uh, and also, uh, well, I, I, I was going to say, actually, there's one kind of third-party controller that I don't mind, which is that mm. I had a PS4 controller that... For the longest time, I didn't even realize that it was third party. And then I 
started to suspect it was, but I didn't even know for sure. So I bought it on Amazon, but I didn't buy it officially because I saw a slightly cheaper one. Um, so it was from like, it wasn't from either an official Amazon account. You, know, you can buy stuff just from Amazon themselves. Right. Or from like, the. sometimes you get like official Sony or Microsoft mm-hmm. Amazon accounts. It wasn't from any kind of legit source like that or game or anything. Um, but I thought the only reason it was cheap is that maybe uh, that seller had got hold of a load of controllers cheaply. Maybe they bought loads of them or they'd got it when there was a deal on and that they were flipping it for maybe like a five or more. And so I was still making a saving, but mm-hmm. they'd made a bigger saving. So I bought it thinking it was a normal controller and it was like so close to identical that I didn't know for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then I had someone around to play games and they were like, this controller just seems like slightly lighter like in, in weight and we like held them together and the shape was identical uh it had like the playstation logo on it and everything it worked fine but that one was slightly lighter in weight and also the the actual matte finish on it was also like a touch lighter in in its shade right so i was like i guess it, it probably is like knockoff but you know so if there's like a third party controller that is pretty much identical to the point that i didn't even realize for the longest time yeah I'm fine with that. I had the exact same issue recently with PS3 controllers because I I desperately want to buy a new one uh, just because up until quite recently, I was still using my PS3 for various things. Mm -hmm. And um, the market, they don't sell official ones anymore. Mm. The market is flooded, especially on eBay, with knockoffs that are so similar looking. And they've even like copied the packaging because I think Sony just doesn't Mm -hmm. care anymore. Uh, they've copied the package uh, packaging identically uh, to the to the extent where I was like, okay, I'll take a punt and I'll just buy one of these and see. Um, and it arrived. And the trick is, if it charges over, what was it? This something like if it charges over the mains or if it charges via USB. There's there's something you can do to check. Like it either will or won't charge a certain way if it's official or not official. Right. Right. And it wasn't official. And they were claiming that it was official. So I like, this is unacceptable. I'm not happy. And they just sent me my money back and didn't reply because mm. I think they were just trying to get away with it, yeah. basically. Mm. Um, it's very sad. You just you just can't find official PS3 controllers mm. anymore. Yeah. It's not out there. Yeah. So in those instances, I don't mind because they're basically just the same thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, normally I would sometimes they rattle, though. They do. Well, yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes they'd be rattling. Mine didn't rattle. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, I um, like the Pro Controllers for the Switch. I think they're pretty good. Um, that Nintendo have their own one of them, but there is also like alternatives as well that you can find online. Um, but I like the Switch Pro Controller. The only thing is it doesn't have the motion controls. But if you're playing something like Legend of Zelda, you don't really necessarily need the motion controls too much. So the controller works pretty well. Um, I'll tell you what controller I really hated, though. Mm. That I mean, it wasn't necessarily a pro controller, but I just want to talk about it. I hated the Steam controller that they brought out a couple of years ago yeah. that mm. didn't have, like, thumbsticks. It had, like, touch pads. Touch yeah. pads yeah. And I just couldn't I couldn't get my head around it. Just really confused my brain. And I was like, I don't understand how it works. And uh, whenever we used to play on Steam, if we did, like, split screen, I'd have my Xbox controller that I plugged in and I made uh, MB use the Steam controller because I just could categorically, hey, could not use it. You have to take the player like, two controller. I hate this. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm not using it. Um, but I like a pro controller if it's for certain things. I probably wouldn't, like you guys are saying, get one for 
most situations but for the switch i probably would consider getting it because i don't really like the way that the joy con controller kind of i don't really like the size of it i think it's too small yeah um but the pro controllers are quite big they're kind of similar to xbox controllers in that sense so i wouldn't mind getting one of those but yeah that's probably the only way i'd reason i'd buy a pro controller Nice. To be fair. To be fair. TBF. I think when people say third-party controllers, certainly, and I'm sure this is the case for you as well, my mind flashes back to sort of PTSD Mad Cats controllers and Logitech (laughs) controllers for PS2 that don't work right, have the turbo button, do rattle. And And the slow-mo button where it mashes the pause button. (laughs) They're just the wrong size. It's this wrong. Everyone... Who, who you have over to play has to play with the bad <laughs> controller and you get to play with the official one. Um, I know that there are a number of really, really competent third-party controllers now. Sony didn't actually produce their own pro elite controller for the PS4, mm. but they did officially license a third-party one that people could buy. I never played it. I, I'd never used it. Um, I'm quite happy with an official controller, to be honest. Uh, I know Xbox obviously has, has various uh, controllers with all sorts of like buttons and bumpers and stuff and you can mod yeah. uh, controllers to do that my friend has like back buttons and bumpers sony even released a little attachment that gave you additional buttons on the back for like overwatch and mm. Warzone and all sorts of other stuff that you could use it with it is of no interest to me at all a pro controller i, I just literally don't need it for the kind of games that i play mm-hmm. um it's just not really for me uh but i am a total sucker for like official controller variants like if it comes yeah. out in a new color i'm like yeah. oh that looks nice or if it's like really? I, quite like, I like i like the red one i quite like the red i've got a spider-man ps4 controller that came with the um uh the uh, the pro and it's uh red and has white face buttons and white thumbsticks and it's very pretty mm. and i like it a lot and i pretty much exclusively use that controller from then on i i i don't go in for that because i Although I've never bought a fancy-looking console, I could understand the appeal of that because it's kind of in your eye line. But I don't even look at my controller. You know, no people don't look at their controllers, so I don't really see the appeal in having like. I get that. I, I, I totally. Yeah. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, There's no I almost spent sixty reason. quid on a brand new Xbox controller for my PC because I don't need an Xbox controller because the PlayStation controllers work fine. Mm. But it was pretty, and I could customize the colors. Yeah, and I said. Do I need this? I've got a Series S yes. in a box in my flat that I haven't opened yet. Mm. And I know that as soon as I open it, I'm going to be very tempted by the Xbox Design Lab. Yeah. Or whatever it's oh, yeah. Make, make like a yellow one. Yeah, I really want a new oh. one like that's colorful, but I haven't quite justified in my brain. Maybe I need to get drunk and do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be it's it. Best that's all that it. you need yeah, to do. Maybe. It's like time to treat ashton what yeah. was the turbo button for on third party controllers? i don't know mine never did anything i'm gonna google it what and when i was like naive was it for like driving games well so i thought that maybe like i expected to be able to press that button and like my car would just go fast and stuff <laughs> but i don't know why i thought that like third party hardware would do that to a game but it was you know when i was like in my early teens but yeah the turbo button never did anything i don't know if it like maybe um lets you like mash a button maybe if you like hold the turbo button and like hold the x button it just pre- it like sends a signal saying mm. like xxxx really fast i don't know but there was a, a, a some of them had a slow-mo button on them as well 
Um, and if you press that, it would just mash the pause button over and over, like frame by frame, so that the game would like just slowly release Good. over over time. Um, and it would be this sort of faux slow-mo with like the horrible sound of the pause menu <laughs> coming up and and going away again. Oh dear. Um, turbo buttons behave differently when held down. When you hold down a turbo button, instead of constantly reporting to the system that the button is held down, it rapidly switches between on and off. As an example, on the NES, the system would ask for the state of each of the buttons 60 times per second. If you're holding the button down on the normal controller for the whole second, then the NES will see the button was down for each of the 60 times it asked. Why is it describing how this works? This would usually be used to execute, execute a certain action much faster than normally possible. For example, firing your gun in Contra. I think yeah. the point is that it's... It is essentially pressing the pause button over and over again. It's just slowing the game right down to the extent where you're almost playing in slow-mo and can pull off difficult things a lot easier. But it seems very... Or it's sending button yeah, signals yeah. like quicker than you would be able to press them, I think. That's what I got right. from that. Yeah. But yeah, there we are. Don't. That's it. Sort of useless, really. Mm. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure some people are like, no, it's super useful. I turboed all the time. I was a big turbo head. Yeah. That's what it'd be called if you like that movie but about the snails. Yes. Turbo Head. Yes. Turbo Head. That's it. Remember yeah. the movie with the snail called Turbo? Mm. Yeah. Did you watch it? Of course I watched it. I, I didn't it. watch it. I was probably a child when it came out. A child, probably. A child. It's time to move on to a section we've never done before, isn't it? Right, mm. Yeah, it's brand new and exclusive, and I'm really excited. Exclusive. It's time for What We Play In. <gasps> it's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what we Playing. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? Uh, I surprisingly, and don't don't get your hopes up. I surprisingly played a bit more Rise Republic uh, since oh, the last stream. Okay, okay. only because I thought, no, I'll give it more of a chance. No, <laughs> no. I told you not to get your hopes up because I gave it more of a chance, and no. I still feel exactly the same about it. Is it on your console still? Uh, I mean, it is, but I don't. I don't generally. I don't go through and remove stuff until I need to. Like right. if I'm trying to install something, but it will be the first to go <laughs> when I'm trying to install whatever it is, the next game. Um, so yeah, I played that on a couple of occasions since the last podcast, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is. My opinion hasn't changed in any way, shape, or form. I hate the annoying finesse challenges where you have to just hop up planks and go along little tight ropes on a bike like really slowly mm. they're terrible don't know why they were introduced into a game that's meant to be so whoa riders <laughs> republic do oh, you know like speed and jumping and flipping and then no slow down you can do it all <laughs> go along the go ape course and, <laughs> you know that was terrible um and you know it it is fun to go downhill on a BMX or do some tricks on a snowboard. Mm -hmm. But I found the the skiing and snowboarding tricks difficult to land perfectly, even though I was sure I was doing the right thing. Right. So that was annoying. Um, and uh, still didn't even get around to trying like one or two of the other sports. I'm not doing any like wingsuit stuff, jet wing stuff like that. So yeah. um, I just, you know... I still feel like it's not very um, welcoming to people who were hoping for something a bit more uh, easy to get into, a bit more Tony Hawks-esque. Mm -hmm. um, it's just slightly more serious than I expected, so I'm probably done with that game now. Oh, that's a shame. Um, it is a shame, but, you know, uh, it's there. If you like Steep, play it, I suppose. Um, 
I also played a tiny bit more purely just because I was jealous of everyone else. I played like half an hour more of Guardians. Um, (laughs) And then I was like, no, I've got to stop now because I've not finished God of War yet. So I'm Mm. not getting myself into this. So I have now put that aside and I will go back and start it again from the beginning when the time comes in Mm -hmm. a week or two probably. But um, yeah, I just saw everyone enjoying it and thought... Yeah, it looks really good. That I want to go play there. I've got still got Kratos's boy to get up <laughs> got a mountain. Homework to do yeah. first, <laughs> which I'm also still really enjoying. But I've not played that um, last last week because mm-hmm. I was away for a few days as well. But that's that's all I've been playing. Disappointing experiences in Riders Republic, oh. and then the slightly disappointing experience of having fun in Guardians and thinking, right, that's enough of that now. <laughs> Put it aside. Oh dear. Uh, but I'm looking forward to playing more God of War in the next couple of days as well. I am um, re- like really appreciate your self control because it's something I simply do not have. Right, how's like, life is strange going. I haven't picked it up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't played it in a long time because I keep just every time I get close to finishing a game or I like finish something that I was doing, something else comes out or we get given a code for something else. I've never experienced this before. <laughs> Normally, I'd be like I'd finish a game and then I'd move on to the next one, but now I'm like, oh god. I've just finished Kano and now Far Cry and and now I'm on Guardians of the Galaxy but now also Call of Duty well I just and that's what I'm I'm (laughs) literally the only reason I'm doing that is because I know that I mean for one thing I've already I've clearly left God of War for God knows how long what like two years Mm. now so that's already yeah three it is isn't it Um, that's already been in a massive queue for a while (laughs) and I also know that if I do start playing other things then it will get to the point that when I'm able to go back to God of War, I'll feel the need to start it again. Yeah. Even though I'll probably remember everything. I just, I sort of do that when yeah. I go back to it again. I'm like, oh no, I kind of want to experience just, the whole thing yeah, again. Yeah, get it all done in one go. So yeah. that's the only reason I've got the self-control is because I'm saving myself a headache in the long run. I Fair. Um, this week I've played Far Cry. I've played Call of Duty Vanguard. I've played Guardians of the Galaxy and my new recent obsession that I need to finish this week otherwise I simply will not get anything done this weekend is the game Unpacking. I thought that might be what you were um, about to say. <laughs> I think unpacking. it looks good. I mm, I was meant to go to sleep last night about half ten. I went to sleep last night at half one because I got so into this game <laughs> that I just didn't want to stop playing it and then suddenly I blinked and it was way past my bedtime and then I woke up late this morning and was five minutes late for work because I was like (laughs) really obsessed with this game it's it shouldn't be good it should not be good you know we we made a list this week that was like 10 games that make you enjoy mundane tasks Mm. this game yeah is really I hate unpacking I've still got boxes from my actual. <laughs> so it's a game where you literally unpack. Yes. That's yeah. Have you not seen this? No, I've like not a, seen unpack. New trendy kind of. Um, I can't even. It's like isometric. Um, I've got a weird news story about it coming up. Oh. Just a little bit. Um, it's basically yeah. So you start off like unpacking a, a kind of kid's bedroom, mm. and then every level is like a couple of years in the future so you're going through this person's the same person's life but just in like the unpacking stages so it's like you unpack a kid's bedroom then you unpack as they go to college and then you unpack as they move in with roommates and it like gradually you kind of see their life and what's going on in their lives through just unpacking their stuff the technology changes yeah so like they started off with like they had um like a little uh i know the i know your news story i know Mm. what it is um 
but there's they, they gradually get like a Wii and they had like a DS and right. then they had like a PlayStation at one point and then someone had an Xbox. Like the fashion changes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the fashion stuff. changes and like what okay. the consoles and stuff they have change and then gradually like Blu-ray discs start to appear. You can tell like a Blu-ray disc when someone really likes movies. And um, I am fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, oh, I wonder if I put this egg <laughs> cup. Oh, I'll put it on the shelf. Um, okay. And I get really excited and I need to finish it soon. Otherwise, I would simply get nothing done. I read... It's all I'm thinking about every <laughs> moment of every day. Right? Since I, so I started playing it last night and since I woke up this morning... All I've wanted to do is play the game. I read yesterday, and it might actually have been when I was reading the weird news ahead of time, but it doesn't matter if it if it is that. Um, but I read in an article that the game contains over 14,000 sound effects of things being picked up and put down. Oh, the Foley artist. Yeah. I hope they got paid a lot. I know. For, like pretty much every different object that Has you unpack. sound. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. What's it on? Uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass, okay. and I think it's on consoles. Well, and I think it's on Steam, but um, it's on. It came on Xbox Game Pass last week, and it was on my to do list, and I just never got around to it. Last night, I was like, I'm gonna play the game I finally installed on my PC last week. And Screw the other games. And I played that for a long time. I'm really enjoying it, and I want to tell you all about it, but I don't want to spoil it for everyone. Mm. Where does the egg cup go? Oh, don't spoil it. There no. actually isn't an egg cup, I don't think. I think I made that up. I mean, like, there was like, um, there's like little cups and stuff, but there isn't an egg cup. And I realized, really big rookie error, that I kept putting the toothbrush cup with the mugs. But it's not with, it's meant to be a toothbrush cup to go in the bathroom. Real basic error. Yeah. And also, but you can't just put things anywhere. No. That's like the you thing can't put like the toaster in the bathroom. That's so a bad once, idea. You, once you've unpacked everything and you've opened all the boxes, it'll highlight things that are in the wrong place. And okay. even if they're in like the right room, you have to make sure they're not somewhere that's going to like be an issue. So you couldn't put like something in front of a cupboard door because right. then it's in the way. And you can't put things that are meant to be out of a drawer in a drawer. You know? I do know. So it's really good. And I'm excited to finish it. And I have to because it's all I'm thinking about. Okay. I watched some footage uh, yesterday of it. And people are like, they'd open the drawer and they were putting away all the utensils and like the big knives Mm. and stuff. And then they like went into the box and this like yellow thing came out. And it was a potato peeler. Yeah. It's like a, you know. And they clearly didn't know what the hell it was (laughs) because they were like putting it on the worktop. Like, that's where it lit. You know, we all keep our potato peeler on the worktop. <laughs> work and it didn't go there. And they were putting, like, on top of the top cupboards, like, putting it up there. And it was going, no, no. And they were putting, like, in the sink. No. And then eventually, it was, like, the only thing left. And they were like, oh, maybe maybe it goes in the drawer. Mm. And it was like, yes, well done. Yeah. It's a potato peeler. Wow. Goodness what have you been me. playing, Ben? Oh, also, I've been really actually going back on my previous statements about Gardens of the Galaxy. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I really like the story. I think answer. it's it's good. I still don't love the combat, but I and you do hate really, Rocket. I still hate Rocket. Well, not as much. Well, actually, still can't do hate him. Um, but I've really enjoyed the story, and I'm near the end of it now, and I'm really excited to finish it. Fantastic. So yeah, we've been playing Ben. I've been playing the same thing actually. <laughs> I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I I've been so busy this last week, like just just not at home and. I just I just need like a day. <laughs> I just need a day or a weekend and I'm going away this weekend as mm. well. And I need just I just need a solid day where I can sit down and play some games because 
I've got to finish off Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm. I'm obviously still loving. I think I'm on like chapter 13 or 14 now, so I'm also near the end. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got Call of Duty Vanguard, which I played a little bit of. There's a quip scope if you want to hear about that. Um, that I haven't even touched the campaign of that yet, and I'd like to play through that. Mm. Um, it's just, 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 I just need to, I just need to, just need to play these games. I just need some time. Just need some time to play these games, and uh, I will get that soon, hopefully. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy played a little bit of Warzone with my buds. Uh, that was fun. Um, and tomorrow morning, at the time of recording, because we're recording on Thursday, I'll be playing some Elden Ring. Oh yeah, which I'm extremely excited about. Obviously, all, a lot of people who are interested in Elden El- Ring will have yeah. seen. All of the coverage and preview stuff that's been coming out from outlets that had basically access to the network test before anybody else. Um, but now it's our turn. Yes. So we'll be doing a Quipscope on Monday um, and doing a little bit of coverage on that. But uh, the only time, because it's only available at set three-hour yeah, chunks. It's like 11 a.m. till 2 p.m., 3 a.m. till 6 a.m., and then there's one just, 7 p.m. till There's 10 one 7 p.m. There's one evening slot, and I'm not here. Mm. And all of the slots happen to fall while I'm unavailable, apart from tomorrow morning slot. So I'm going to play it tomorrow morning for as much as I can within that three hours, mm-hmm. and that will be my time with it. Uh, the only other time I'll be able to play it is the Monday slot, which I think is at 4 a.m. 3 a.m. till 6 a.m. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, there we go. Fantastic. Perfect. You know, why not? Hey, why not? Real social time for us. So um, hopefully they add more time slots, but I'm very excited even to be able to play a little bit of it because I am I don't have any self-control and I've not done that thing that a lot of Safe. people do when they're excited about games and they avoid coverage. And I've just read and watched everything that I possibly could and I'm very excited to okay. uh, to, to dive into stuff with a with with some idea of where things are so mm. i can make the most of my time yeah. so that's my plan to play some elden ring mm-hmm. and i'm sure it'll be really bloody good and hopefully i like it because otherwise i'll be sad so there we are i might sell my code yeah they've make been going for hundreds of dollar edus haven't they yeah people are mad yeah it's like flappy bird all over again oh yeah. god people <laughs> selling their iphones <laughs> Nuts. People were selling their PS4s with PT installed on it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Because you can't download it anymore. Well, there we are. That's what we've been playing. It's time to move on to question two. Question two comes from Transnosaurus Hex. They say, hi, ABP. It's as easy as... It's actually BAP, but we'll let you off. Um, Certain game types today are often often called Soulsborne and Roguelikes, but I do remember a time when all FPS games were called Doom Clones. Do you think either of these genres will eventually adopt their own names like FPS did? That's a good question. Here's a good question. Doom Clones (laughs) became FPSs. I feel like... I don't know why I have this distinction, but I feel like Roguelikes will always just be called Roguelikes. I think Mm. partly because... A lot of people who use that term aren't aware of the game Rogue mm. and that, that it's based on. Um, so I kind of feel like that's never really going to go away. Whereas, you know, Doom Clones very much tells you what it, you know, saying well, it's based on the game Doom or it's similar to. And over time, yeah, first person shooter maybe became the, uh, a more useful term. Soulsborne, you know, perhaps, perhaps in time there will be kind of a, a a trend where people decide let's give this thing its own name but then on the other hand there's a whole kind of rhetoric isn't there about like how people talk about games being the the dark souls of <laughs> yeah and it just means it's difficult mm. um whereas souls like or souls born uh you know 
Are there Soulsborne games that aren't from software games? Well, that's just what yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, they're normally called Souls like. Souls like is you mm. would say Soulsborne probably more if it was from from software, right? Yeah. Whereas you, you might be more like to say Souls like if it was from someone else. Yeah. Um. So Soulsborne is almost its own thing. You, but people probably always say Soulsborne. Maybe maybe someone will crowbar the word Elden in there as well. Well, yeah, I mean. They've already someone's tried to put Sekiro in that as well oh, at some they? point, and I it's not I will not allow it mm-hmm. quite frankly yeah. because I, I think it's a very different game. So there we are. Uh, but Souls like again, I mean, certainly sometimes these games are described in broader terms without calling them Souls like. So someone will say, "Oh yeah, well, there's this interesting new third person action." game coming out with difficult bosses or whatever yeah and you know perhaps they're actually trying to avoid comparing it to dark souls um but that you need a short word don't you you can't Mm. just say you can't hard well yeah i mean either hard but it's a hard game you you would need to come up with a word uh, yeah a single word that means it's a, a third person hack and slash boss fighter game mm. um and until that can be condensed down to a single word that isn't souls like maybe that will always remain the term i don't know yeah i came up with some alternative names yeah brilliant okay what <clears throat> we got so obviously an fps we know is an acronym so for roguelikes i thought we could call them a dia okay yeah it's a do it againer <laughs> <laughs> okay good yeah and then good. for Soulsborne games i thought we could call them DRHs. Yep. Um, dick rippingly hard game. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Crikey. They're going to put that in the box, aren't yes. they? The innovator of the D-R-H. dick rippingly hard genre. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought, I didn't know really, I mean, maybe, but like you were saying, it's not <laughs> it's really, it's hard to say because. Yeah. The acronym's a good shout, actually. Rather than having to condense it into a word, you know, having acronym. the acronym is maybe the way to go. Yeah. yeah. I think we should start Very calling good. them DIAs, though. Mm. Do it oh, that's, a, that's a do it again. That's yeah. a do it again. <laughs> Our classic DIA behavior, that. <laughs> but yeah, that's those were basically you could call some them good suggestions. Yeah. Maybe they could be called like Groundhog. It's like Groundhog a, Games. It's Groundhog, Groundhog Games. games. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. GG. <laughs> well, GG already stands for something. Yeah, it does. In, in yeah, vernacular. Groundhog Games. That's yeah. what it stands for. Say. <laughs> just yes, start it using does. it. <laughs> it does. Um, yes, Peter, I think you're you're right about um, Doom clones because you look at a Doom clone, and it's like it looks it looks like Doom. Yeah. <laughs> that's a clone of Doom. Uh, whereas I think F, the first person shooter genre, which was born from Doom clones, mm. has it, it distinguished itself quite significantly. Yeah. Um, They're know, no longer. They no longer all look like Doom. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But equally, uh, roguelikes and roguelites and souls-likes don't necessarily, at the the moment, they they don't look identical to each other. No. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's perhaps why that term is sticking around. Um, To focus on Soulsborne and Souls-like games, there is already, they they are already a genre and it's a a third-person action game. Yeah, it's an, it's an action yeah. RPG. That's what they are. But there's there's something 
beyond that that makes them so unique like the flavor of it the the intangible law the unforgiving difficulty sort of foreboding atmosphere and music and the boss fights and the sort of lock-on style of combat yeah because kana is a third person action game, exactly but it's not a but Souls-like. you wouldn't say it has souls like elements no uh, whereas a game like jedi fallen order did <laughs> yeah was described as having souls like um combat just because it was third person you locked on you sort of circled one another um there's it's sort of it's difficult as you guys have said to really put your finger on it and say definitively either way if there will be a proper term for games like this because everybody already knows exactly what you mean when you say it's a souls like it's it's a it's it has intangible qualities that can be listed but really if you know what soulsborne games are or you know from FromSoft. And someone says, "Oh, that has Souls-like elements." You 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 immediately know what you're going to be getting from that game. Same with roguelike mm-hmm. elements. And so, it, in a way, it already kind of does the job, mm-hmm. even if we might need some acronyms at some point to really distinguish it. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. Um, yeah. But Doom clones, they do look like they do look like Doom, though, don't they? <laughs> don't they look like Doom? They do. Sort of it's the bobbing. Doom first person perspective with the gun in the middle the gun in the middle <laughs> the hud at the bottom mm-hmm. and then just 2d textures on everything that follows you around yeah, yeah. that's they look the same uh, but there we are it's time to move on to something a little bizarre isn't it so peculiar it's time for some weird news weird news <sighs> planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's time for weird news. Time for some weird video game news. We haven't forgotten this time. You gonna you want to scrunkle your biscuits anymore? Scrunkle, scrunkle them. There we Give go. Give a little scrunk. Not gonna forget this time. We have some fantastic podcast producers who support us on Patreon at a certain tier. If you would like to find out how to become a podcast producer, go to patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump, and we'll call you out right here. Here's your podcast producers for this week. 
Matt Barger. Sean Leck. Trick 24. Evan Breidenbach. G.Y. Goliath. Ellie Nicholas. Hutker 10. Melody L. Bonnet or Bonnet. Everyone made fun of me last week. And please tell me how to pronounce it. Everyone made fun of you. You both, you both went, ooh, Bonnet, when I said it. Well, it's. Tweet me and let me know if I'm saying yeah. it right. Harrison Kalman. Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. Adam Dawson. And Katie Garrett. Fantastic. Or Jared. Thank you so much. That's your podcast producers. Peter, you've got some weird video game news, haven't you? I've got some unpacking news, Ben. Oh, we know what that is now. Thank you to... This was sent to us by various people and... Uh, or It was sent to me directly by various people. I think one person also put it in the news post and it was just all over Twitter. So mm-hmm. too many people to thank. <laughs> uh, this is a Polygon write-up uh, by Anna Diaz who says... Unpacking players keep mixing up a GameCube with a kitchen appliance. (laughs) And the subtitle is, feel old yet? I didn't do that. Mine went went near the the TV. I didn't get confused. To give you an idea of the art style of this game, Ben, that is the GameCube on someone's kitchen worktop. Looks bluer than I remember. Yeah. Is it meant to be sort of legally different GameCube? Don't know. Or is it officially labeled? Is it officially labeled? Are the consoles? No, not. They don't have any like writing. So that's probably how they got away with it then. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Wii in it though, and that's very much looks like a Wii. That's clearly a a Wii. Wii Some younger fans of the. Some younger fans of... <laughs> Someone is doing a wee and it's very loud. It's going directly into the toilet bowl. <laughs> Why? Why do that? Some younger fans of the recently released puzzle game Unpacking are having trouble with the level. And it's not because they're bad at the game or the level has a patri- particularly tricky solution. It's because some of these fans don't know what a GameCube is. Oh. Unpacking is a new game from Witchbeam, where you unpack and arrange items in your new home. The game is a relaxing spin on moving and as you rotating, <laughs> arranging, and then rearranging objects as you find suitable spots for everything within a limited space. At the end of the level, if you place something where it doesn't technically belong, like putting a plate under your bed pillow or throwing everything on the ground, the game won't allow you to progress to the next section. The game is meticulous. Here it is. The game is meticulously crafted. There are 14,000 audio files just for picking stuff up and setting them down. And it has every household item under the sun from bottle openers to erasers. But does it have an egg cup is the question. Mm. I think I got confused because there's a every level you get an extra chicken. So there's like what? little chicken plushies and some oh. of them have oh. got eggs on them. And every level, I get an extra one to put in my little chicken family. collection. Yeah. Uh, And that's where the GameCube comes in. While players can try to arrange unpacked items in a variety of places, there are specific areas where an item can officially be set. And the GameCube has proven a major stumbling block for some players. We've gotten so many messages asking what it was, Unpacking Creative Director Ren Breyer told Polygon via email. Very often, the screenshot they send us has the console in the kitchen, as they thought it was a kind of uh, it was an appliance of some kind. Many players have tweeted at the official Unpacking Twitter account asking what to do with the GameCube. As a joke, Twitter user San- Sanatana Mishra rounded up a few screenshots of people asking about the console and said, "Remember all those memes about things that make you feel old and decrepit." Enjoy these tweets. Uh, and uh, here are some screenshots of people. This Twitter app is just loading up. There we go. Uh, someone saying, 
I'm having a hard time figuring out what this is and where it goes. Please help at Unpacking a Life. Picture the GameCube there. Next person. At Unpacking a Life. What is this and why can't I put it in any of my rooms? Crying emojis. What oh. is this? What, I am 12 oh. and what is this? <laughs> Um, I find it so hard to believe that people playing this game wouldn't know what a GameCube was. Yeah, but I don't know. Because it's strange, isn't it? Like, you know, we are aware of what consoles looked like before our generation. I don't think that's just because of the job we're in. Like, even before I was in, even before I worked at What Culture, I knew what an NES and a SNES looked like. Mm. I never owned one. I was just aware. I couldn't draw you a picture of what an NES looks like. Okay. Or an wow. SNES. But if you if you got it in a if it showed up in unpacking, I could would probably you, put two. Put I could probably figure out that it's like some kind of console. Yeah. Or would you think it was a rice cooker? I might cooker. think it's like some kind of like that. I might have thought was like a little speaker or something. It might be the shape of the GameCube in particular that is foxing people. It's got a it, handle. It is a Quite cube, big. and it's got a handle which is sort of sticking out at the back of the console on on the picture as yeah. well. Because mm. yeah. normally that goes flush, doesn't it? You can like flap it in. I don't think so. No. Oh, can't you? It's just, it's, but it's more of a curve. It's not like right. a square. Oh, I remember it being like on a little hinge, little. but I don't. I never owned one. But... Lovely little lunchbox. Store your biscuits yes, in it. Indeed. Stuff, so, yeah. Unpacking is initially set in 1997 and continues through the early 2000s. Raya said the team decided to set the game in that time period because it was what the developers knew best since they lived through it themselves. The main character's age is right in the middle between my age and my co-creator, Tim Dawson's age, Briar said. Um... How young is Tim Dawson? I don't know. No, no idea. For some on Twitter, responses <laughs> to the GameCube in unpacking also came with the rude awakening that the console came out nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. So while it may seem silly to some folks not immediately recognizing a GameCube, it makes a lot of sense. It's an old console now, and I don't even want to imagine how many people don't recognize a Nintendo 64. <sighs> If that makes you sad, maybe you should feel better by going and watching uh, every video game console ranked from worst to best to see where the GameCube landed. And then going to watch every GameCube launch game played in mm. 2020. There are pictures of pretty much every console uh, in, you know, in, in each entry. So you can... You can just familiarize yourself. See what they all look like. What it looks like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that it existed at all. So, mm. you know. Oh... Ashton, weird news. I have some news. It was sent by Josh Lees on Facebook. It comes from Kotaku from Jeremy Winslow. Mm. And the article is, Animal Crossing Stoner's new obsession is the gyroid bong. I'm going to need a lot Here's of unpacking there. Here's a picture of there. it. That's it clearly like. a vase. Okay. Animal Crossing New Horizons substantial update has brought not only a wealth of new content, but also for some old favourite items. Some old favourite items fans have longed for. This includes gyroids, those cute and unusual little decorative figures, last seen in 2017's Pocket Camp. Yes, they've made a return, and a subset of gameplayers of the game's player base has rallied behind collecting all of these adorable things. Gyroids are a piece of furniture that, well gyrate and play delightful music since they've appeared in, as npcs in the past some fans suggest they are actually sentient there they there exist a full range of 36 in unique gyroids from ones that look like animals to others that resemble cookie jars they're a very appealing that's a weird bit they're appealing okay doesn't make sense in this they're appealing but it's all right they also have a bit of a morbid history as Haniwa, Japanese clay sculptures used in rituals and buried with the dead as a parting gift during the Confin period. So, sure, gyroids are charming, but they're also very creepy. 
Um, getting a gyro reminds you of the handwriting macabre history too. Bruiser, who is also added in the update, gives you a gyroid fragment, instructs you to plant it and water it to obtain a full one. Then they grow the next day. This hasn't stopped Animal Crossing New Horizons community from embracing the eerily cute gyroids. In particular, New Horizons weed heads have seemed to be loving these things, especially the one known as Whistloid. I mean, weed heads. Yeah, it doesn't not look like a bong. It I doesn't guess. not look like a bong. No, but it also looks like a jug for water a sort of a yeah. bars thing yeah um, well this mounded rip middle section long curved top spout and arms that could easily be used as the bowl on the down stem it's no wonder pot smokers is an obvious bong of the entire group in fact the games community has dubbed it the bong gyroid um Stoners will turn anything into a vessel to smoke out of, though. If it's possible, it's smoke. If it's possible, it's smokable. So the four twenty. Ma- so the four twenty mantra goes. I'm making that up, but it sounds right. This is the latest example of games and weed merging in the best way. Goodness, can I have some more examples, please? <laughs> Here's the, the other one. There's a pink one there. That's a gyroid. Yeah. I feel bad about the fact that these gyroids are sentient and they're being used as bongs. That's pretty... Maybe they love it. Well, I mean, they're not they're being used as flipped bongs. Flipped up 24-7. Yeah, baby. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it. some of them are literally like the just little pots that just dance like this. That's good. That's good dancing. They're pretty cute, actually. Yeah. Like um, sort of rubbish... Been novelty Christmas thing that your yeah. grandma has where you press it jingle bells jingle bells jingle and it's out of battery because it's yeah. from 1994 yeah. yeah that one or she still gets out and it it ran out of battery three years ago it just sits on the yeah. and it, the sort of fabric slowly rotting and you can see this plastic exoskeleton yeah. underneath and it still says press Not me on its foot just skeleton yeah <laughs> the sticker's still on there <laughs> Clearly, you can't relate to this, Ashton. We have one that thing, is older than I am, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it has well, a little. That's exactly what we it mean. It has a little bell, and when you press it, it goes, and it just shakes the bell really quick. <laughs> Was that meant to be ho is ho ho? It's really quick. It goes, oh, 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 Merry Christmas, and it like shakes the bell. Sounds like a panicked owl. I love that it's older than you. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Got it before I was born. Incredible. Yeah. My weird news comes from Kotaku. I found it myself. And the headline reads, Bowser is scared of clowns, but also nipples. Oh dear, what about clowns' nipples? Well, that's double scary, I think. Mm. By Luke Plunkett. The ever-wonderful fan account, Supper Mario Broth, specializes in uncovering random pieces of Nintendo trivia you never knew you needed, but now cannot live without, have outdone themselves today with the discovery that in Super Mario Odyssey, Bowser is a tiny bit scared by Mario if he's wearing one of six specific costumes. Uh, And then there's an embedded tweet there, blah, blah, blah. It's not like he dies of fright, but he does mention the costumes are scary and stutters a little. Oh, God, I'm getting scared too. (laughs) Scary and stutters a little. And considering he's an enormous lizard dinosaur monster with sharp teeth and a never-ending army of reptilian and sometimes undead goons at his disposal, that's still something. Of the six costumes he'll provide this scared response to, three are predictable ones. The zombie, the stupid skeleton outfit, and the clown, all horror staples. The other three, though, are less obvious. One is the classic 8-bit Mario skin, which Bowser is maybe scared of because it shows the unrelenting lengths Nintendo will go to in almost every single game to make throwback gestures. Terminator vibes, basically. (laughs) Another is Gold Mario, perhaps because the skin reminds Bowser of an Austin Powers movie that he simply does not want to be reminded of. And I followed the link. It's, It's just... Gold member. Gold member. But it, I thought there'd be like some lizard or Bowser reference, but I don't think there is. So that was 
I don't know. I don't really know what that was about, Luke Plunkett. Mm -hmm. And the last, <laughs> Nipples Mario. Nipples Mario. If our world was so moved by the sight of Mario's nipples in 2017, would it not make sense that the Mushroom Kingdom was also shaken to its core? That Bowser, in his moment of triumph, would be so unnerved by the sight of Mario in nothing but some trunks flashing a set of nipples that over their decades of encounters he has probably never once seen, that he calls it a scary costume? Of course it does. We're, we were all upset by the nipples, no matter how tall we are. And I don't know if you've seen Mario's nipples, Peter. I have, yeah, but show me again. There, there, there they are. It's a me, Mario's nipples. So there we are. <laughs> Bowser is officially afraid of Mario's nipples. Mm. Good. That's science, and that's a fact as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Some good science there, I like that. Let's good, move on to a question. Uh, this is from Tommy the Wank Engine. Hmm. My roommate Ellen is moving away very soon and I am distraught. Oh, this has made me actually really sad. I feel like since I started this business recurring, Tommy always talks about the roommate Ellen. Ellen. Yeah. And I'm actually sad that she's moving away. Dear Triple Jump. I have new games to play, but doing so seems like too much change too quickly. Do you have suggestions for games that don't really have too much story to them and can just be enjoyed for the gameplay while I listen to a certain podcast for the hundredth time. Thanks for always keeping me sane. Tommy the Wank Engine, sorry to hear your sad news. And Ellen, yeah. sorry to hear your sad news. Hopefully How Ellen's going to a really cool place for a really cool reason. Though. Yeah. And you can be happy for her for mm. that reason. New job or something, mm. maybe. Uh, I always found that the best thing to uh, play while listening to a podcast is creative kind of building games. Mm -hmm. I like to either play like sim kind of managementy games like you know something like roller coaster tycoon or you know that sort of thing uh or the thing that really i used to love combining with podcasts was minecraft i wrote that i down would just too. like you know listen to the yog pod back in the day and just build a build a base in survival mode and stuff or you know you can you can go into creative mode and just Get, go let your mind run wild <laughs> while listening to uh whatever it is that you you want to listen to because uh, you know you don't have to there's not gonna be any cut scenes there's not gonna be any dialogue interrupting you at any point um you can play for as long or as short as you want you don't have to worry about like finding a you know a save point or anything like that so that's what i like about minecraft it's just it's it's straightforward you can jump in and out of it and uh, it's it's the perfect game for podcast listening, especially if you're on peaceful. Mm. Um, you know, if you're fighting creepers, that's a bit <laughs> stressful when you when you're trying to listen. But uh, that would be my suggestion. I put Minecraft also. I also put Astroneer. That's quite a good game to play either on your own or with someone, and that doesn't have any mm. cutscenes or anything, and it's mainly just having to read about how to do things. Um, so if you want something that's like maybe a bit more brain power, Ashen is pretty good. Unpacking. Unpacking. It's a really good game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and also I think just kind of big open world games that don't necessarily force you to do the story, like Far Cry games, for example. I mean, I've played so much Far Cry and I've not even finished the first set of like missions within the the group because I've just been running around and just doing other stuff or finding weird vehicles that we can just fly around in um and i've barely done any like cutscenes or anything i mean it's not too many in far cry anyway but if you don't want to do the story then a big open world game is pretty good as well 
like Far Cry or Horizon. New Skyrim's or coming Skyrim. out. Skyrim, yeah. The new Grand Skyrim. <laughs> the same Skyrim. The same Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think open world games, or like Peter was saying, like something creative. The Sims, maybe. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Stardew Valley. Yeah. That's yeah. A good my one. recommendation. Nice chill game. Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Any of the Pokemon games, really. You don't truly need the sound. You can listen to a podcast and just level up your Pokemons and go around and explore and then it occurred to me afterwards maybe what about you throw yourself into an elder scrolls game or a fallout game which again does require a little bit more attention but you really can just sort of walk in a direction and do stuff and yeah. explore the world and as peter said the new skyrim the brand new skyrim's coming yeah. out mm -hmm. um and it also occurred to me actually that uh don't know what ellen's situation is obviously uh, or what she has access to, etc. But certainly when I've been doing the big sad, it's really helped me to play through the Borderlands games with mm. a friend over the internet. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you'll still be able to play games with Ellen, but if you can regularly arrange something that you can co-op your way through, there's a lot of Borderlands games. They are readily available, and uh, there's a lot of content there for you to enjoy. It's not something... Again, if you played it on your own, you could listen to a podcast, but you'd sort of be missing out on what on earth is going on. But it's certainly something that you can play with another person. Mm -hmm. So that would be my recommendation mm. right there. Well, well, it is time. Making good time today. For the first time in weeks, we've gotten to the big discussion before the hour mark. It is time for the big discussion. Big discussion. It's big discussion time, time for the big discussion, which comes to us this week from Forrest with two R's. That's for rest, because mm. you didn't understand. <laughs> I beseech thee three jumps, what's the deal with many consoles? Nintendo led the charge with the NES and the SNES, but then fell back when everyone else took their cue for a bit. Now, years later, when the fad has mostly died off, Nintendo says they're still interested in them. Do you prefer having access to games on an online service like Nintendo Online, assuming they work, that is? Or do you like the novelty of the mini device itself? Thank you, Forrest. Thank you, Forrest. Thank you, I wish it could be <laughs> The PS1 <laughs> classic was good. Yes. I wish it had been good. <laughs> uh, and or I wish they just brought out like an official PS1 sort of hardware-y emulator. If they'd said, here's a, this is hardware, it will read the discs, mm. essentially just re-releasing the PS1 in a way, uh, but, you know, knowing that it's like a brand new machine, not one that was built in the mid-90s and you're hoping it's still going to work, uh, I'd have absolutely, you know, I'd have gone mad for that. And they could have been reselling games either digitally or physically, um, you know, even actually if it wasn't hard, I mean, I say that cause I've still got all my discs still and I, I, I'd like to be able to just play them on like a new device that's not going to conk out on me. But even if it wasn't hardware based, um, or sorry, physical, physical releases, if they said, Hey, here's a little mini PS one. It looks like a PS one doesn't actually have a disc tray, but it's got the emulation software on it. That's basically what the, the PS one classic was. Um, if they then just released a whole bunch of games i would buy them again you know i would happily like support that as an initiative because the backwards compatibility on ps5 is non-existent essentially um and the the thing that disappointed me and i'm sure many other people about the ps1 classic was the library was rubbish 
which is mm. terrible, you know? Like, there was so much missing. And I know that's for licensing issues and so on. Um, but also, they didn't seem to put a great deal of work into it. It was just emulation software um, on there. Um, I would also go for an N64 if they if they did one of those. But, I mean, to to answer the question, <laughs> what's the deal? I think they are... I think they're worthwhile, but I think they have to be done well. You know, the Nintendo, the initial Nintendo outings were pretty well received. And I think there was excitement when others started to take a lead from that. Mm. Um, and evidently, it just wasn't delivered in the same way. It's mm. a bit like, actually, PlayStation All-Stars. You know, it kind of reminds me of that. You've got your Smash Bros, which mm. is a successful, has been a successful franchise its entire life. And there was then a temptation by Sony to do the same. Turned out not to be done as well. And now we're having the same thing with um, the, the I want to say the SpongeBob one. It's not the SpongeBob Nickelodeon All-Stars. Nickelodeon All-Stars. All is it also All-Stars? There's a lot of All-Stars. Yeah, that one's Nickelodeon All-Star All Brawl, All Brawl mm. is how it's, is, is the name of it. And then there's supposedly this Warner Brothers one coming as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how they go Gandalf. down. It's what I'm saying is it's not enough for someone, Nintendo in both cases, to have a good idea in the first place and deliver it well. And then for everyone else to say, oh, we'll do that too. If they're not going to do it with the same care and attention. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think they're a great idea and I would love to see more of them, the the mini consoles, but only if they're going to be done in a, in a kind of thoughtful way, which, uh, again, to go back to the PlayStation example, I don't think it, it was really. No. Um, Ashton. Um I never had a mini console. I don't really know what a mini console is. <laughs> you picked um, the question. In terms of like <laughs> what's the what's the difference? Is it portable? Like is that what were the set So it's like a throwback. Was? I know console. I picked the question, but I mean I don't always know what the question no, means. <laughs> you could have Googled it. Before. I did Google it and okay. I and I, I know what like I I could lit the I understand yeah. but I don't know why you'd want one. Right. But I mean they're <laughs> so they're they're like a throwback thing. So in the case of the the two Nintendo ones and the PlayStation, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there are any more other than that. There's a Mega Drive Mini as well. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Um they're done they're they are mini versions of consoles that are long out of it's a production. USB stick with an HDMI out in a tiny plastic shell. I yeah, see. looks Basically like what the it old is. console. Yeah. I see. Right. Okay. That, um, I watched a video about them, and he was just ranking them, and I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> what are you ranking? I was like, "What are they? Tell me." Um, it's just a little emulator with some games emulator. loaded yeah. on it. I see, okay, that's what I thought it was, but I just wasn't a hundred percent sure. Um, so I think that emulators are way too easy to just download now onto anything like my boyfriend has one on his phone he has a emulator where he can play like spyro on his phone with a controller yeah. you can do it on your laptop you can do it on your pc it's so easy to emulate things that i just think mini consoles just don't have much of an appeal for the vast majority of people anymore when you can get games from every person or every console in one emulator you don't necessarily need to buy the individual 
one from PlayStation or the individual one from Nintendo. I would agree with that, except we know very well that mm. trying to get certain games to run yeah. on emulation software is a nightmare. Yeah. And if so if there's this like official release of something mm-hmm. you've got to assume that like the games in question will just they'll be plug and play you know so that's yeah. that's the one that's the difference in you know otherwise i would say well yeah i just you know i've already got emulation software on yeah. my pc and stuff so what's the difference but um mm. yeah if theoretically if someone's releasing some software that is gonna play everything yeah um, then yeah. Um, and also, I think with Nintendo Online, specifically this example, it's so convenient to just have it all in one place. If you're if you're interested in playing all the old games and you've already got a Switch, which I assume, I'm not making bold assumptions here, but I assume people who were kind of into Nintendo now probably were into Nintendo back then as well. Um, or if they were into it back then, they're still into it now. Yeah. Um, but I think that Nintendo Online is going to kind of completely not what's the word i'm looking for make mini consoles obsolete Mm. in the sense of you don't need that because you've already got it all on the switch and i mean i don't necessarily like the format of nintendo online in terms of like how they're doing it but with cloud gaming and online gaming being so good and convenient and useful i think that mini consoles will be obsolete because it's just so convenient to just have it somewhere else mm-hmm. we're we're a generation of convenience and yeah. i think mini consoles maybe will be slightly too inconvenient for the vast majority of people yeah so ben so, <laughs> hot take. Hot i think mini consoles are silly mm-hmm. um i i mean they're so transparently just cashing in on nostalgia yeah, yeah. you don't get a choice of the games you get um you know, you, as in the case of the PlayStation Classic, and they, I think even the NES and SNES, too, not obviously nowhere near as bad, but they they are their hands are tied as to what they can and can't include. And yeah. certainly, as far as the PlayStation One went, it didn't really seem like they tried very hard to really include some very good games. And again, as you said, Peter, licensing issues getting in the way, that sort of stuff. But why would you limit yourself to? another thing you have to plug into your TV so that you can play just a handful of these games Mm. if there was an alternative where you could play all of them, you know, any of them. And I get the appeal. Like, I've considered buying the PlayStation Classic several times because I would just quite like to own one and and have it on my shelf, you know, like, you know, that's the whole point. It's not necessarily really fit for purpose. It's fit for collectors and nostalgia and people who just want to own one and have one. Um, The problem is that Sony in particular are doing a bloody horrible job of respecting and remembering their legacy and keeping their games alive. Um, The PS3 had a fantastic initiative that we've talked about several times on this podcast, and it was also available on PSP and Vita. Mm. These games worked. PlayStation Classics is what they called them, and they were released for between £7 and £10, and they included... I've, I own about 20 of them. Mm-hmm. All the Crash crash games, all the Spyro games, all the Final Fantasy games on PS1, uh, Everybody's Golf, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, uh, Castlevania. They were all on there, and you could buy them, and they just booted up as if they were a PS1 game. They weren't 
remastered. They weren't given any lick of paint or anything like that. And the temptation now, I think, with a lot of developers is there's a lot of money to be made with remaking these games mm. for yeah. modern audiences. But really, what they need to do is just have a storefront where people can buy these games and own them. As I said, I own 20, and I can't play them on anything but the PS3, the PSP, and the Vita. What a waste. That's so stupid. So I suppose <laughs> what I'm trying to say is if I was given the choice between... A small lump of plastic that had an emulator in it that had 20 games on it that supposedly represented this entire console generation Mm. and a storefront where I could buy any of them and build my own collection. Yes, I would have to buy them again, but they would still, they would be mine and they would be mine forever. And hopefully, unlike the PlayStation Classics on PS3, they would carry forward to future generations. I'd pick that one every time, Mm. every time. As much as I like the little plastic consoles and they look cool, they just they they serve no real function apart from to tickle a nostalgia itch for maybe an afternoon. Yeah, I I agree. That's why you know I think the to again to go back to the PlayStation Classic, which just annoyed me so much because I was so <laughs> excited about it and it just turned out to be rubbish in that sense. Did you, you know, get one or did you? No, no, I just it? I didn't even get one because I saw what the library was and that people were disappointed. There were other issues with it as well. I can't it even ran remember badly, now. Didn't yeah, it? like it wasn't actually that good. Mm. And I think. People looked into it and it was just a, it was an emulator that was, it wasn't Sony's emulator. They didn't like build one that like. They just borrowed. Just it, it was one they downloaded from the internet. Yeah, it was just a free emulator that I guess legally they were able it, to. Right? People, I think. Well, so our, this is the other thing. Right of Philip. Yeah. Done, you can put your own emulator, your own yeah. ROMs on it. So. Yeah, yeah. You have to do like a really weird thing with like a you, you put like a USB stick into it and stuff. But so that's I agree. Like that 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 was rubbish essentially. Mm. Um, but if they released a you know, if they either had a storefront digitally that would let me would let me play a whole load of games on my PS5 or my PS4. Yeah, I agree. I, I would lap that up. Or if they released a little mini thing, which they're not going to do now, uh, that itself allowed you to buy games even if if it was just for that hardware i would also go for that but um you know these library limitations on mini consoles are the biggest thing holding it back really mm. you know i would welcome an emulator or some software or some hardware that would just let me play anything without worrying about emulation settings like i'm so sick of us trying to play games the ps1 emulator is pretty good actually isn't we don't tend to have many issues but mm. ps2 and above is is kind of a nightmare to get things going. Yeah. And I just want something that will let me play old games, whether it's a digital storefront or a little device. Um, yeah, that's what I would go for. Mm-hmm. But as they are, they're not worth it. And to clarify, the PlayStation 1 mini console is the PlayStation Classic. And the digital versions of PS1 games they sold on PS3 mm. are PlayStation Classics. Classics. <laughs> Just in case that conversation confused yeah. you a little bit. Um, yeah. But there we are. Of course, let us know in the comments below what you think of, of mini consoles and micro consoles. Again, they look cool, but I just think there's got to be a better way to play these old games, surely. Mm. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. Um, there has to be a better way. Why does this keep happening? This stupid micro console. We ranked all the Sega once didn't we yeah we did we ranked all the games mega drive and slash 
Genesis mm. mini um, games. Uh, Peter did the voiceover for that one. Yeah. And uh, you can go watch that now if you want to see all the games that's available on there. It seems like they had a did lot. did a great job. Thanks. You did a fantastic job, Peter. I did, yeah. Really good job. So there were some regional that. differences, I think, weren't there? Yes, I think they were all included for that reason. So, again, you know, these ranked lists, I don't feel like we say it enough that, yes, while they are a very subjective ranking of certain items, it acts as more sort of like a... A, a cataloging of all of these yeah. things Did in one place. Did you know that place. this thing counts yeah. as one of these things? Like yeah. the Persona party members ranked. People were very upset about our rankings, but I think the most important thing is that it was a list that contained every single uh, Persona party member and spoke a little bit about them. I think they, they're great educational uh, arch, arch, archivist hmm. tools. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, preserving yeah. a little bit of... Unlike Sony, you don't want to preserve any of those. We've got one coming up at the end of the year that just has things in it that you wouldn't yeah. even believe exist. Mm. Um, It'll be our big um, New Year's Day list like we do every year. So yeah. look out for that. But yeah, If it doesn't kill Alex. If you're if you're not interested in the topic itself necessarily or, or our opinions of where things are ranked, it's you'll learn it's a lot still by watching them. Yeah. So yeah, you should go check it out. Anyway, Peter's going to tell you now where you can find us and let us know all about various things opinions that you have about the things we've spoken about 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 today those ranked lists <laughs> and other things are on youtube.com forward slash team triple jump head over there to our youtube channel please uh, we've also got a twitch channel twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump we stream on both <gasps> oh, oh. and when we are streaming on both we've got lord brotovich trailing badger and mr black modding the chat thank you uh if you've got amazon prime you get a Twitch sub as part of that whole bundle. So consider spending that on our Twitch channel if you like. <laughs> Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for our social media presence. Twitter is more for video and live stream announcements and occasional newsy updatey things. Uh, and Facebook for legacy video content, uh, occasional live chats, uh, and, and other things too. Go follow our Facebook page. Yeah, please follow our Facebook page. We passed 5,000 now. Mm. We're getting there. <gasps> We're well on the way. That's exciting. Uh, thank you, Fraser. Um, for looking after our social media. Yep. Uh, and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is where you can go to look at all, uh, look at all of our Patreon rewards. Um, there are many of them and it's worthwhile. <laughs> we promise. Please look. <laughs> We have a website, it's triplejet.map, that's triplej.mp. If you want to join our Discord, where all of our lovely community like to hang out and chat to each other, then go to triplejet.map forward slash Discord. On our Discord, we're modded by Jack, Tori, and Hollowise. They do a fantastic job. And if it's hey to stop, you stop. Stop it. Behave. This podcast is available in audio form, so if you're watching on the YouTubes and you want to listen to it, maybe you've got a long drive with a colleague and you don't really fancy talking to them. Um, <laughs> don't put this on. <laughs> oh, that was pointed. <laughs> Ben gave me a lift home the other day. Um, and you listened to the triple We didn't, we didn't listen podcast. to anything. But now I feel like maybe <laughs> Ashton wished that we had. No, no, we had a lovely conversation. Um, you go to jet.mup forward slash podcast. Didn't sound podcast. very good. A single conversation the entire journey. No you just pauses. talked about no the same topic same for three thing. hours. Ashton's three cat. hours. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our VODs, which are the videos of our streams, so if you miss them, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash VODs to catch up on all of the sick VODs that we have and all of the amazing streams we've done. Um, and we also have merch, exhibit A and B, 
I don't think either of these are this still. This is not available. These are not, <laughs> it's not available. BNP. BNP. Um, you not BNP. Triple... P and B. Let's P go and B. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com to check out the sick merch. And go to Triple Jump Shop on Twitter to find out what about the new releases or yeah. stuff that's coming out. And we've tweet loved, us. Yeah, we've loved seeing photos of the merch arrive. Make sure you tag mm-hmm. Triple Jump Shop as well so our merch guy knows that. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows, like people, he knows people are buying them, but I'm sure he'd like to see it. Yeah. Uh, and he can retweet it. Yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Um, right. Well, our printer's broken, so this is really good. Uh, but I think it says if you want to find, it's just black. Basically, <laughs> it's, just it's just a black, black line. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to follow Ashton and Peter, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton, and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do list. Oh, we need to update this running order. We do list every oh, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's four lists a week now. Did you enjoy that? I did. Four lists a week. Uh, we stream every weekday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint stream, blaze it on uh, YouTube. The other weekdays being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else. It is a worst games ever week. The podcast is every Saturday. Need to update this bit as well. Shows once every other week or thereabouts. I mean, there's constantly extra videos going out. Mm-hmm. We're actually tr- struggling to find space for yeah. a lot of them. Um, so just just subscribe. I don't know why content. you aren't, if you aren't, but there we are. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? Five stars, please. It helps something to do with Al, Al Gore's rhythms. rhythms. Uh, the Tat Appeal, you have one week remaining mm-hmm. until the deadline. Less than a week. Less than one week. 19th of November is the cutoff. So if you are considering sending Tat and you've left it to the last minute, now's the time. Now's the time, now's the time to do it. Now's the time There's to do big- it pile it upstairs and i it is driving me insane every time something arrives a little part of me dies because i just want to open it so bad she she wants to tear into it so many sweets in there probably probably she's not allowed to play with them Ah. uh worst games ever as i said there's a couple of quip scopes a few quip scopes actually we've Mm. just Mm. this morning so it'll be going out on thursday at some point it will have gone out on thursday a quip scope for um Forza. forza horizon 5 uh, we've also got a uh, quip scope for Call of Duty Vanguard, not Call of Duty Mouthguard, and Jurassic World Evolution 2. In addition, Peter, mm. uh, our first of the sort of uh, opinion piece style content we want to do more of is going out. Is Fortnite killing gaming? <laughs> is it? That'll get the clicks. What a headline. Is I it? know. Yeah. What a headline. Uh, that's going out when you're putting that out. When Friday you, night. Friday Yesterday. night. Yesterday. There we go. Yesterday. So it's out. Go and have a look. We're going to be doing a few sort of topical essay kind of chit chat video. Well, not chit chat implies scripted. It's casual, scripted, yeah. mm. uh, but you know, monologue videos. Uh, Jimmy Jenkins about... did a fantastic job. Jimmy Jenkins wrote it. He did. Um, He's going to be writing all of them. He is, yeah. And there's another one coming out, uh, well, soon. It needs to be edited. But, uh, oh, everyone's working hard now on that mystery ranked video yeah. for the end of the Diverted year. Diverted a lot of resources. <laughs> a lot of yeah, so, uh, 148 <laughs> entries, yeah, yeah. I think. Like yeah. So it's, it's like gonna... double the length of the longest one. That the yeah, to, to put before. it into context, uh, the every console ranked and every Star Wars ranked, which I think are tied for our longest lists, were about 14,000 words. Mm. Um, and this one is about 26,000. Words. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be at least two hours long. So I hope you get good and hung over on New Year's Eve because you're in for a treat. Um, but do go watch that Fortnite video. There will be more, as Pete said, of these hopefully going out on the channel as and when we're able to produce them. But the next one's already written. So uh give it a watch, see what you think. Yeah. Ashton, 
The sponsor for this week's podcast was, of course, Call of Duty Mouthguard to protect you from war. So if you do die, at least you still have your golden smile. Golden smile? Is that... Is that Sounds like a sex act. <laughs> what? Whatever I was about to say no. is not going to override that. How not a golden is... smile? No... I have to pay extra for a golden Ruin smile, everything. Mm. We're going to go now. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And if you're in on that Elden Ring network test and you paid $400 to buy someone else's code, I hope you enjoy We'll it. see you there. Have fun. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 